Do you ever have deja vu, Mrs. Lancaster? I don't think so, but I could check with the kitchen. Anybody hear that? It's a, um, it's an impact armor is what it is. I'm fairly alarmed here. <laughs> that is really super. How do nitwit like you get so tasteful? What good is a phone call if you're unable to speak? Okay, are you sure? Mm-hmm. This is a tasty burger. Well, for all of us here at Channel 4 News, I'm Ron Burgundy. You stay classy, San Diego. And thanks for stopping by. But mainly, stay classy. From Milwaukee, it's Movie Chatter. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Little 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 Jaws uh, oh, yeah. clip on there. You need to have that when you're talking about the Spielbergs. Oh, snap a doodle. Or the Fablemans. Or the Fablemans. That's There's an right. S at the end, right? It's Fablemans. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there is, yes. This was a movie that I heard about, yeah. glowing reviews, but mm-hmm. nothing got me to jump at it. Nothing exciting. You were like, meh. And if you, if you look at my notes, you have my notes in front of you. You can see that bottom page right there. Right. You see where, it's, you know, it basically, this, this movie flopped hard. $25 million on a $40 million budget. What? Yes. Now, the thing is, though, it'll make a bunch of money eventually. I mean, eventually. But that's pretty amazing. Box office bomb is is what your your note here says. And holy cow, Dave, I did not know that. Oh, yeah. This movie, wow. you didn't go see it at the theater. No. Why not? Because Why did we not see a new Steven Spielberg movie? Why didn't we run because the theater. it doesn't look like an adventure. It looks like more of just a drama. But it was. It looks like more of just a very low-key, period piece, coming-of-age movie. Right. It it, 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 it looked like it was, I was going to do a lot of yawning. Yeah. Right. You're like, well, it's just a semi-biographical you know, depiction of his his youth. It looked like one of those movies How, where you you is, get up to go to the bathroom and you go, no, you don't have to hit pause. I'll, I'll be right back. <laughs> you catch me up. I'll be fine. Right. You you were pretty sure that there wasn't going to be any big, you know, moments. Yeah. Or... There's no space alien coming in. No shark grabbing on anything. There's you know. I actually thought this movie before uh, I saw it. I thought it like was going to go all the way through like him making Jaws and right. stuff like that. Yep, you know? yep. But instead, it's just uh, maybe two or three years. Yeah. You know? Well, uh, no, no. I mean, it does start at him. Oh, at, oh like, that's right. Oh, yeah, that's right. I mean... It starts him about 10. It does. It does kind of jump. I mean, that's kind of the... Most of it is with the older high version school. of high Sammy Fableman. Right. Right, is, is his high school. But you're right, it does start with him at about six years old uh, seeing his first movie ever. Now, it, as soon as you, you're you done with this movie, what's the first thing you do? You immediately... 
This is like definitely a Google you, movie. You, you Google Stephen and you see how accurate was this? Right, that, that's the first thing I typed in. Mm-hmm. I went Google. Does her mom really look like Mitzi? Did she have that weird straight uh, bangs haircut? Yes, she did. did her name mom- was Leah, but she was pretty much exactly the same. Like pretty much every question you have, mm-hmm. was this real? Was this real? Yeah. Yes, 100% real. And then you find out that well, Steven Spielberg basically didn't... He he thought he would... People would look down on him making yeah. a movie about himself. Right. So he did not emphasize that it was him and, and that it was an idealized version of him. But you find out that it's like pretty... Pretty much all the big stuff. Is I mean, exactly right. You did did they did he have three sisters? Yes. Was his father a workaholic electrical engineer? Yes. Was his mother a pianist? Yes. yes. Did his family move from Arizona when he was a child? Yes. yes. Was it was his first movie that he ever saw? The Greatest Show on Earth in 1952. You know what? Yes. Wait before now. Let's stop right there for a second. I'll let you keep going. I have never seen that movie. Uh, either have I. And I want to see it. And you know what is interesting? Does Philip Duke have it on his, uh... Uh, I don't, I don't think Philip Duke has the Philip greatest... Duke, please put that on Voodoo <laughs> for us. That's like six bucks. Oh. Um, but, uh, his movie, Eight Millimeter. Okay. Doesn't that have a big train crash in it? I think it does. Oh, it does. You're right. And it looks like it's almost that exact perspective. No, Super 8. You're thinking. Oh, I'm Super 8. What did I say? 8 millimeters eight mil- snuff mill oh, film. There you go. Okay, yeah. Uh, Super 8. Super 8. Uh, sorry. Um, that weird sci-fi. That's a movie I'd like to see again. Right. Where there was like a monster in a container yeah. and the train crashes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fun stuff. Yeah, but all of that okay, stuff. Okay, keep on reading those. Sure. So. Uh, was his first home movie a train crash involving Lionel trains? Yep. Yes. Did he shoot other home movies? Uh, are the other home movies that are in this movie like the real ones that he did in real life when he was a kid? Yes. yes. Yeah. Was he in the Boy Scouts? Yes. yes. He was actually an Eagle Scout. If you're an Eagle Scout... You're pretty much going to be a success. I know an Eagle Scout. He's a badass. They're going to be... Those people kick ass. Um, did he date a Christian girl who tried to convert him to Christianity? God, I love that That's part a, of the movie. I do, too. I love that, too. <laughs> right? She's, like, got pictures of Jesus up on the wall, and it's like, you're my little you're my little Jesus, is, <laughs> I think is what she was saying. Oh, it was God. weird, uh, but also interesting and... Although that is a little bit more stylized, uh, they do say that 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 is true as well, uh, to some degree. Did he shoot a forty-minute uh, war film with his friends? I just watched it five minutes before we. Uh, yeah, you can get that on the uh, the internet. On the internet, Escape to Nowhere actually won first prize in a statewide competition at the time. Um, yeah, what what 19, year was that? Nineteen sixty-three. Wow, that was actually, you know, you look at that movie, I'm like, okay, you know, it looks like a very low budget thing that a kid would might have did. Yeah. But but for 1963, not bad. Not bad. They even have a G in the actual version that you see, his real version, they somehow they got a Jeep. 
Oh yeah. Well, he had he had like an actual budget, you know. Right. I think, I think he, it was a five hundred dollar budget. That movie actually, they don't show this in the mo- in the movie movie, but the story of that is that they actually it was screened for one night at an actual theater. Really. And they charged a dollar a piece, and they made like five hundred dollars. Wow. It like profited one dollar. Oh, that is cool. And. uh yeah, was his uncle Boris uh, a real life uncle? Yes. Yes. The, uh, who's that gentleman? Uh, Hirsch. Judd Hirsch. Yeah, Judd Hirsch. played uncle. He actually was a lion tamer in the circus. Oh my god! And he only met him. Steven Spielberg. Spielberg only met him twice in his whole life. That was a great part. Did this is a fun one, and I, this is interesting. Uh, did he actually meet John Ford, the filmmaker? That's oh. true too. Oh, really? And at that, he said that is actually word for word. What he his, told him? His meeting with him. I love that. The and, horizon thing. Right. If there's a if the horizon's at the top of the screen, it's, it's interesting. interesting. If it's at the bottom of the screen, it's it's in, interesting. It's interesting. If it's in the middle yeah. of the screen, it's shit. It's a piece of shit. <laughs> and 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 just think about the movie that we talked about uh, a just, different episode of Go. yes the previous one where um, Skinamark yep Skinamax Skinamarick Skinamarick that was the horizon was like at the way very high top. yeah or, yeah it was very bottom it's That's, true I mean you know what if we make a little film it's gonna we're gonna definitely use that yeah John Ford who did Grapes of Wrath Stagecoach and uh, How Green Was My Valley. All Academy Award-winning performances. Oh, he actually met that guy. Uh, it, the circumstances weren't exactly the same, but he did. What was that Valley movie's name? Uh, how green was my valley? Oh, how deep? How I wanted it to be. How deep? How deep is my was valley. my valley? Uh, did his mom actually have a monkey? What do you think on that one? I think that's true. That's true. People back then had monkeys. Right. They you could, did. You could go to Treasure Island and get a monkey. We were pretty close to having a monkey. Yeah. Poor monkeys. Oh, poor monkeys. And then his sister in the actual Fableman's movie says, he throws his poop. They do. I was in Panama in the army and living outside and monkeys did throw poop at Do you. they know that that you wouldn't like it? Is that why they threw it? Yeah, well, because we would uh we had just to, something we for... had to go to an area to wash our clothes in a river when I was in Panama wow, that back sounds, in the 90s. That sounds like a movie right there. Oh, it was. Yeah, 115 degrees. You and... didn't strip down to your skivvies and do it, did you? Oh, uh, yeah, you were you were pretty much in your underwear because wow. that that pair you were the pair you're wearing yeah. while you're in the stream is getting washed. Wow. So, but right. So you had to, we had to walk through a little bit of a small area of a jungle, mm-hmm. and that's what they said. Watch for the monkeys; they're throwing poop at you. <laughs> but then you're going to go wash your clothes anyway. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's pretty crazy. Did he actually nearly abandon his his filmmaking career before? Uh, yeah. Before he got started, yes. And it's a little bit different. They they. Uh, the article that I'm referencing is uh, it says that he actually went to see the movie Lawrence of Arabia. Oh, right. And he got so depressed that like... Yeah. He said, I could never do something that good. Right. And so it almost made him, you know, get out of the business before he really started. Um, did he write and direct his first independent film while in high school? Now, I actually don't remember this. This is actually the one that he did... 
and they screened it at a movie theater. I was mistaken. Sorry, the the war movie wasn't at a theater. Okay. That was just one that he. That's the one that he did to win the merit badge for photography for okay. for uh, being a uh, a scout. This one was called Fireflight, and it was 140 minutes long. And he did it wow. when he was 17, and he had a $500 budget mainly from his father. And it was screened at a local Phoenix theater. That's expensive. 140 minutes of film and... Yeah. Holy manoli. And he said that uh, 500 people came to see the film, and I think everybody paid $2 because we made a dollar. That doesn't make sense. Um, anyways, so okay. that's that's good. Next uh, one. Was he uh, the victim of anti-Semitic bullying? Oh, yeah, for of sure. Of course he was. Yeah. Uh, that was terrible. Uh, uh, that was an interesting part of the movie. It was a great movie. part of the movie. It, it really was. That's when the movie was getting into the, you know, the the heart of the coming of age portion of it where he had to uh deal with Defend those himself. nasty nasty kids. Nasty blonde. Yeah. White boys. Yeah. Um did his mother fall in love with his father's best friend yeah. played by Seth Rogen. Reth Ro- Seth Rogen. Skinny Seth, that's yeah. I'm telling you, Seth that looked, is one of the was, best Seth Rogen. Like, you know, I'm nearly getting sick of Seth Rogen being playing the same weed head all the time. Mm-hmm. But like, this right. was a great Seth Rogen. Yeah, great part for him. Uh, wasn't a huge part, but he nailed it. He nailed it. I mean, yeah, I like him looking lean. Yeah, you know? looking lean. I and, mean, and he looked. Shaven? He he. I totally believed him as a uh, as a 1950s engineer, and you didn't you didn't know instantly, did you? Go that Seth Rogen. Well, I knew that he was in it, and I knew you had you had oh, okay. you you were like, look for Seth Rogen. He's Cause very it took thin. Me, it took me you know a shot or two, and I went, damn, that is Seth Rogen. Did you see the picture of the guy that he was he was uh, yeah, portraying? Yeah. Who was that dumpy looking? That's guy? the guy that his that Spielberg's mom ended up marrying well she picked them yeah yeah the wrong one yeah actually pretty much everybody was a, all the casting was pretty spot on as far as looks go i mean his dad uh, is a little right stockier. they're all a little bit better looking everybody you know as you may imagine yeah. you know actors tend to be a little bit better did they actually get divorced yes they did uh how accurate is the movie all in all it's called semi-autobiographical but all the big ticks are correct. It's just that he like what was absolutely made up. Right. He Can you never think of something. He doesn't say in here. He doesn't say what is absolutely made up. But I mean, I can't. You know, I, I've read articles, so nothing in the think... movie is jumping out at me as being no. I, I honestly think all of the big uh, portions of the movie are correct. I mean. Did they actually go on a on a on a camping trip where they took a film and all of that stuff? And the mom is dancing the in the moonlight. Is, yeah, practically nude. Yeah, with, with the rear lighting. And, that and was a, nice. It was. She was. It was very sexy. Uh, it was interesting that the young actress was the daughter was covering her up or right, right, being like, bashful. why is everybody looking at this? Yeah, and uh, and. And of course, Seth Rogen's character Benny oh, is yeah. the one that you know. Yeah, go go dance. I'll turn the lights on behind you. <laughs> uh, you want me to read the uh, synopsis, synopsis of, the of the movie? Yeah. 
So we know it's very accurate, but Seth... Uh, We're calling this a review, right? This is a review of this yeah, movie. It's a, it's a severe review. Uh, the Fablemans is a 2022 American coming-of-age drama directed by Steven Spielberg, who co-wrote and produced it with Tony Kushner, who wrote things like Lincoln. Oh, okay. Uh, the film is semi-autobiographical. The story is loosely based on Spielberg's adolescence and first years as a filmmaker, told through an original story of a fictional Sammy Fableman, a young aspiring filmmaker who explores how the power of films can help him see truth about his dysfunctional family and those around him. It stars Gabriel LaBelle as Sammy. Alongside Never seen him before. I hadn't either. He was, he did... Uh, he looked like the perfect casting i mean he, could you get any better he didn't he's a really good looking kid he's got great hair look at that great hair fuck yeah um also was in predator and i zombie really yep. okay uh the predator in 2018 and with i zombie the, which the, is that the predator with um adrian brody or the one with olivia munn uh that is the one with olivia munn oh actually i like that one yeah there you go I don't know what he played in it. Uh, I might actually rewatch that just to see him. Yeah. He plays uh, EJ. Okay. Uh, A hand, probably. Yeah. he. But he is really good. Yeah, absolutely kills it in there um, alongside Michelle Williams. Now, Michelle Williams. Before love you Michelle go, Williams. Now, I love her in this, and mm -hmm. she has a look like... Someone that I've been following a long time, but then mm. I looked at what she's done, yeah. and I'm like, I've never seen you before. Okay. Okay. I remember her in Blue Valentine. That's a that's an older movie. But I mean, doesn't she seem very fresh and like familiar? And maybe her name feels familiar, but she's really in nothing. If you didn't see Blue Valentine... Uh, she's been in stuff. Not much. Manchester by the Sea. Okay. Um, Yawn. Venom. Yawn. Oh, okay, this is what I saw her in. It was great. And this is why I probably know her more than you. Okay. She did a uh, another semi-autobiographical thing called uh, Fosse. Fosse Verdon with Sam Rockwell, Ooh. where she plays the... Uh, the wife oh, or keep turn that back um you know bob fossey the 70s uh choreographer okay, okay um so there was a mini series that that she did that you can watch on hulu eight episodes and she played it and it was another very dysfunctional uh relationship okay. and uh but she was great in that she played his sort of um muse i'll watch anything with sam rockwell in it yeah yeah, so she's really good. And okay. then you got Paul Dano uh, as his dad. Wow, Paul Dano, after seeing him, you know, last in The Batman as a total villain. Oh, yeah. Paul Dano played such a great part. Um, he did. Boy, just the, the square. Square, uh, but, but so nice and calm. He was like yeah. the, the picture of perfect, calm person. He was, right. I love the way... He was such a good dad in this movie. I don't know. The way he was explaining things to, 
to his kids and and uh, giving them all these good lessons always and trying to teach them. And I mean, I loved and, him in There Will Be Blood. Mm. So that was like his great part where he was the preacher. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, 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 he's a he's an actor that I don't think about all the time, but I yeah. love him. Yeah, as the Riddler in the Batman recently, most notably With his for duct me, tape. this duct tape. Yeah, tons of good stuff for him. Then, of course, you have Seth Rogen as. Uh, Paul Dano or Bert Fableman's best friend, um, Bernie. 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 And then Judd Hirsch is a fun little bit in there. Love Judd Hirsch. I don't know what else I've seen him in lately, but I just love uh, maybe nothing. But uh, Shows up in the suit in a suitcase. The suit in a suitcase. Kind of an old Russian Jew I, I is what I was getting. Yeah. You know, and apparently, yeah, he played it really well because he was supposed to be like a sort of a, uh, the, the the black sheep of the family, but yet he was a an artist, you know, although it was a... Uh, he, um, a lion tamer in a circus. And he apparently. does motivate, you know, Spielberg. He does. He does. In and his, in a very, you know, tough way. Right, in a tough way. And he's got he's got great quotes, you know. He's got uh he's got, you know, the family art, it'll tear you in two, you know. Art will give you crowns in heaven and laurels on earth, but it'll also tear you out and leave you lonely. Uh, so he was a, yeah, he seemed like one of those people that probably had a, a very small part in Steven Spielberg's life, but they were notable, you know, meetings. Oh, I mean, it was a small part in the movie, but it was yeah, it one was, of the best parts of the movie. It was, yeah. For sure. Um, and, and there you go. And then, uh, let's see, uh, dedicated to his real life parents, uh, the movie was Lee Adler and... Arnold Spielberg, who died in 2017 and 2020. No, I'm not taking apparently. any notes when I'm watching this movie. I just watched it. I've only seen it one time. But you could tell that, like, cinematography, all your director stuff, mm -hmm. it was the epitome. It was fantastic, like, yeah. I, and I, I can't, I didn't take one note. I didn't want to, like, oh. This this shot, this how this camera pulls, how it comes into focus, but everything was Steven Spielberg. It was so classic Steven Spielberg, right. And that's what I thought was interesting about it was that, yeah, it's just the story of what, it sounds like a boring story, you know, like, uh, you know, a kid uh, wants to make movies and uh, he's got a dysfunctional family and he's, he's growing up in the 50s and he's going to high school and he gets picked on. And, and but boy, it sure seemed like it, it practically was like an adventure. Now, we have to say that Philip Duke yes. is the entire reason hmm. we're going to we're going to take a pause. Philip Duke is the entire reason that we watch this. There is no chance I would have watched this until it was Thank on you, Philip. streaming. Thank you, Philip, we share our Voodoo account together. He's in Arizona. I'm in Milwaukee. Cheers he, to you. So I give him my. There we go. Cheers, Philip. Um, we uh, we uh, put all our digital codes on one Voodoo account. We do. He started it, and uh, he used to win all the 
everything all, <laughs> everything that we would ever ever do on the show giving away stuff he would always win he would always win and so all the movies that he ever won all of a sudden are showing up on there now philip has a new podcast making tarantino the podcast right yeah um, he's he's always he's into, into some interesting stuff uh recently succubus yeah i 1968 you can actually he actually sent me the uh gonna be doing one on there he actually sent me the link you can actually watch that on youtube yeah that's what i heard that's i i saw that link as well and and you know what uh <laughs> i think i'm, I'm gonna I'm watch very it tempted sure. to watch that actually on that voodoo account i recently watched uh a 1966 um movie called Django. I saw that and I was like, holy shit. Django. You got Django on here, Philip. Where the hell did you get that? Is it terrible? <clears throat> it was kind of terrible, but then it was also kind of interesting. It was very I believe it's a it's an Italian, you know, spaghetti western. Okay. Uh and it's all dubbed into English, very poorly dubbed. Um but it was interesting to watch. Okay. I actually got a feel after having watched the Fablemans and then watching that. It uh, it was a lot of that sort sort of simple, uh, you know, special effects that they did back then with guns when you know somebody just made the gun look like it, you know, jerked a little bit, and, and then you... and then the guy would spin and fall to the ground. Uh, but yeah, it's, but anyways, it's great that we have that together and, and, and we should definitely check out, you know, like right now, check I, I'm not in the Tarantino mode mm-hmm. because I was maybe a year ago where I just pounded everything. You know, I was watching Kill Bill. I mean, I, I basically watched everything and uh, Pulp Fiction over and over and over. But so this is. Uh, a podcast about the stuff that inspires Tarantino. Yeah, and it's a lot of uh, older stuff and very interesting, you know, the kind of thing that... Uh, if you're into movies, this is, it's kind of like... It's like a it, deep dive. It, it goes with the Fableman here because it's it like... It's, if you're into Steven Spielberg or Tarantino, this is, you know, maybe... Steven Spielberg obviously was motivated by more normal films than Tarantino sure. yeah, had. A lot of that John Ford stuff. Tarantino worked at a video store right. and had access to seeing everything bizarre. Yeah. And, and he's, that's he's a different him. generation as yeah, well. Yeah, completely, completely. He's a little bit more but, modern. But uh, yeah, definitely check out Making Tarantino, the podcast. You can see it, uh, check him out on Instagram. You can get links to his... Uh, I think he should put, throw that on YouTube. I don't know why he doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Love it. Make all, some all money. really good stuff. Make some money. All Thanks. right, back to the Fableman. Thanks, Phil. Um, Back to the Fableman. Yeah. Here's the John Ford uh, exact quote. Okay. When the horizon is the bottom, it's interesting. When the horizon's at the top, it's interesting. When the horizon's in the middle, it's boring as shit. Now, good luck to you and get the fuck out of my office. <laughs> <laughs> and he said that's pretty much word for word what happened. Wow. But I, it was probably very uh, memorable and, uh, you know, 
just something simple like that is enough to give you some guidance on uh, on what he was doing. But this movie is very much very Spielberg like. Uh, was this a movie like when I'm watching it? I had conscious thoughts going, "Holy fuck! I can't believe I waited so long to see such a good movie." These are the kind of thoughts that were going through my head, you know, like. Wow, it is actually as good as people say. It could be, you know, up for best picture. It, I mean, obviously, it should be. It, it is. Oh, I'm just saying, and it oh. should be. Oh, and it should be. It should be, right. It is. Uh, it's definitely one of the best movies I saw of the year. It It, it is. I mean, it's got everything. I mean, it, it's it, it's got the Spielberg feel, the storytelling. It, it's done beautifully, you there's, know. There's you know, love story in there. Right. I mean, that's just it. The thing about his movies to me is that they are, they're like, they're timeless. And, you know, a movie like this, I can see this in 20 years, even though it's a period piece about the fifties, still being very uh, current. And he makes the story very current. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's about the fifties, but yet, the whole dysfunctional family thing and the the relationship between yep. him and his mom and and the difficulty of their parents splitting up and and it mu- I'm sure it was very difficult for him to make this movie. I, I know Paul Dano kind of mentions that it was it was very heavy for him to to make it because every day he knew that Steven Spielberg was kind of going through a little slice of his life, right? I and mean, really putting it out there. How about when he you know, his mom is, you know, he's acting shitty to his mom. Yeah. And then she's like, confronts him and he has to open yeah. up the drawer and like, oh, get he's that like, film here's out. the film and like puts her in the closet. Yeah. That was tough. Yeah, totally. Very, very tough. But and that, but, but it was so good. And, you and, know what I mean? Like, yeah. And that, so real. Yeah. It was so real. So good. Um, yeah. So that, I mean, he hit it. The acting was really good in here. I don't know if anybody's up for any awards for this. Uh, I mean, even the bad guys, like the 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 kids that hmm. that harassed him, yeah, were, were a great part of the movie. They were, and like you said, the uh, the young actresses that played his uh, his girlfriend and the other kids at school, uh, all great, very very. But, remember good. before you saw it, for some reason. I didn't have like any reference of a movie that I felt like it reminded me of, but for some reason it reminded me of back to the future. I don't know why. Is it just because that high school part? Right. That, you know what? And it's a similar time period, you know, right. That was kind of the fifties as well. Right. Okay. And it's coming of age. So yeah, that's actually uh, not a bad that's a little I mean, bit they're, more they're, crazy, they're, right? They're nothing like each other. No, but but if you had to like, yep, it's a coming, it's a fifties coming of age, yeah. You know, so you got high school and and all of that. So definitely, I mean, it's only, any negatives to the movie for you? None, absolute. I, I actually, yeah. I, I thought about it. I'm like, what could I possibly pick? Yeah, out of this movie, and it's usually a casting hmm. problem or some way they film something that irritates me but no it was uh 
shockingly 100% interesting. Like you could watch this movie by yourself where you, you feel like, oh, I'm just going to turn something on mm-hmm. and I'm going to fall asleep to a movie and you will be wide awake. You will. It will keep you. It, it's one of those movies where it, it just kept me so alert. You know, I'm. It, it did. It did. Now, I will counter that a little bit by okay. saying the only thing for me is that it is. It's a bit lengthy. Oh, yeah. At two on. hours and 31 minutes. So, you know, that, if anything, to me, uh, it, it maybe sem- seemed a little bit long, but then I thought back through it and I was like, where could they cut out? I don't know what you would cut out of it. And like you said, it doesn't, it's long, but I was never bored. Never bored. So we started watching this. We watched it downstairs, big TV and full theater. And we started watching it at like 7.30 on a weekday. Yeah, okay. And I said, you know, all of a sudden I tried to hide the runtime from yeah. the wife. And I'm like, okay. And she saw get her, that. Get I, her involved and enough I, and to and not I, want to stop. No, but I, I was like, you know, we can watch half. Okay. And just like, a you know, a TV mm. show. Okay. Watch half, watch the second sure, half. Sure, but. And at no oh. time, it was shocking. At no time did she ask what time it was. Mm. Just she was she her eyes were Kept. just peeled on the screen yeah uh and that makes sense because there wasn't a lot i mean there might have been a small i would say maybe the transition from when they went from arizona to california and there and there was kind of the divorce segment of it may have been a little bit stretched or or that I don't know. Seemed, I don't, it, it all seems so interesting to me. It it did. So I'm just nitpicking here, you know, anything. I'm just, uh, I'm so American right. that I just love everything to be within a, an hour and a half and two hours. Yeah, I mean, you could have cut it down, but uh, truthfully, I wouldn't want you to cut this movie down because it was great. I mean, I'm used to watching right. RRR and Bahubali. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. Give me an extra half hour of this, of Spielberg's excellence. And, and at no time did you go, God, they're just stretching it out. It was actually just so interesting. Yeah. Her mom mm-hmm. and the monkey. Right. You know, I mean. Right. It, it had, you know, quite a, quite a progression, quite a story. I mean, it was, it, it was many chapters to it, uh, all the different stages of their, of their life. God, that beautiful blue like 64 Chevy station wagon. My God, did I love that station wagon. I want one. I also love the little kid that played him when he was really young. He was super, super cute and did such a great job. (laughs) As uh, I wish there was actually, I, I wonder if Steven Spielberg himself has the film of the train crash. Mm. The original one still from like, way back when. Do you think he does or something, a frame? Uh, I I think I heard that they played a lot of the movie of his old movies uh, on set to all of the cast members to get him to oh, get really? everybody involved. Yeah, they literally like, OK, here, we're going to watch this. This is some stuff. I mean, I just so, read about it. Maybe some of those shots were real. Is it possible like one cut of that train could have been a real oh boy original one? 
I, you know what? I don't think so because the the what I heard about that was that in the movie they're actually a lot better than his real original. Okay, right. They said they weren't. They made him better than what they really were when okay. he was a kid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was good or whatever, but not that he, good. he made an. He actually, you know, I think he was being interviewed and said, "Yeah, it's all. It, yep, there was one about a train, and there was one about uh, a, a war and stuff like that." But the, I was able to, you know, use technology and and make them seem a little bit better than they might have been okay. actually. Okay. So that's where the fictionalized part of it came. Yeah. So, yeah. The movie on a whole uh not the best picture of the year for me, but I mean, I'm going to say actually I'd have to go back to see what I threw in that episode where we had our top movies of the year. Mm. But I'm going to say this is definitely top 10 and oh, for sure. and I'm not saying it's 10th. I mean, it could be it's not one. It's not better than Maverick. I'm not watching. No, I'm watching Maverick a lot. Still, right. So, is, is it better than uh, All Quiet on the Western Front? Is it better than The Batman? Is it better than The Northmen? I mean, there's so many. This is this is such a good. The thing about Spielberg movies is they're just. There, it doesn't feel ultra rewatchable, but it, what it feels like, yeah. it's a movie like The Miracle on 34th Street or yeah. the, A Christmas Story. It's a movie that you may, it may get attached to a holiday some sometime. Somehow or... And then you start watching it annually or biannually. Yeah. Maybe. And, and it just it just seems like if you do go back to it, uh, next year or five years or ten years, oh, it's gonna be just it'll still be good, you know. And so that's that's that that Spielberg thing. Whereas other movies, like let's just say The Northman, yeah, yeah, you know, great movie, but it seemed I don't know, it's a bit more trendy in its style and and interest and and all of that. And I maybe couldn't care less about that right. in ten years from now. Right. Well, I mean, but this is gonna I'm gonna re- go. Yeah, I'll still be interested in this Spielberg made story a, a, of this little several, Jewish kid. Several, you know, crappy movies. I thought ones that aren't you really excited about. But when you say, when you know, it comes up, Steven Spielberg, the creator of Jaws, and you know, this movie's probably going to be in the list now. You know, of of his top credits. I think so. I think so. I mean, you know, there's he's got a lot of really good ones. He has uh, lots of good ones, but I mean, it'll be up there. It's it not is. gonna get washed away to the bottom. No, no. It's definitely one of the one of the highlights of what he's done lately. Uh, or or in his whole career. Yeah. Yeah. For sure, for sure. I give it a uh we're at the end of the show, Don. Right? Okay. Yeah, I would say uh, when I texted you, you wanted an instant review. I said A minus to A plus. Yeah, which I think it is just a. So the best movie of the year, Maverick, to me, is an A plus movie. It's a movie where I want to watch it all the time. Right. I think about it. I want to be Tom Cruise. This is just a great movie. A, I'm not going to even say A minus, but it's not an A plus. Yeah, I agree. 
There you go. All right. We recommend the. We Fablemans. recommend it. What do we got coming up, Don, on our Ooh. episodes? We all went to the oh. theater, didn't we? We did. More yeah. horror. More yeah. horror. Dave got the whole Movie Chatter podcast crew to get to the theater. And what did we go see? Did we go see Avatar? No. Did we go see... Megan? No. No, we should have. Did we go see Maya Goth in a drug-induced orgy? Yes, yes, we did. Infinity Pool. Infinity Pool. <laughs> that is a... Woo! It is a movie. We're going to talk about it. I mean, it ain't no The Fablemans, but no. it's worth talking about. I mean, it's the first Maya Goth movie you've seen. You should have saw Pearl first. I think I've seen other movies of hers, but... Uh, I don't think so. Really? No. There's something else that she's been in that I've seen. All right, quickly, you got... Uh, couple minutes here while the music's going okay uh but yeah that that was a good one what else i've been watching uh poker face that's a fun one God, we have to poker, talk about that poker face is so good emma i've seen her in emma oh okay the uh suspiria i saw her in suspiria also. yeah the anna taylor joy version of emma she played uh one of her friends yeah suspiria i think that's all i've seen her in have seen her in so yeah we'll talk about that probably next week or maybe tomorrow whenever we can get some more people around here okay yeah we don't want to everybody saw that we want to get the whole gang together Mm -hmm. and that's what we're going to try to do is anytime we have a podcast now everybody that's talking will have seen what we're talking about yeah that's that's the new that's a little change i mean it's a it's a small small tweak but we're hoping to do that. I'm guessing we're there's, there hasn't been a nobody's paying us, so we can do whatever the hell we want. So may or may not happen. Nope, I talked right through it. That's all right. There's still we still got a little. That's a little bit. So uh, yep. Until next time. Goodbye. Later.
You gotta just yap for a long time and then eventually something comes out.